Yeah. Do we literally go hello? No, do we just start? <laughs> We're recording now, so yeah. Amazing. Good place to start. Yes. Hi, babes. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, sorry. Oh, just gosh, the table. Knocking the table over. Are you good? I'm very good. You look really good today. Thanks. You said that just a minute yeah. ago. Yeah, maybe it's like the light. I feel window. exhausted, and mm-hmm. I feel like you know when your eyes feel like they're dragging on the floor. Yeah, that's how I feel. Maybe that glazed look is—it just does me good. Doing you good. <sighs> you got a bit of colour. Have I? Yeah. Maybe I just joined us. <laughs> <laughs> kind of how I oh, feel. God. <laughs> <laughs> when did we last um, get together? It was before. Sorry, dog's drinking. This, if, if, dog's if, drinking if, and tapping. If, <laughs> if Dylan isn't drinking from the bowl in or any of these dancing. episodes. <laughs> um, oh my god, what a start. I what? feel a bit crazy actually. You look a bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you look lovely actually. Oh, god, I like thanks. white on you. I never wear white. Oh no, I'm like white. You tea. wear a lot of white tees. White. Don't you? I have so about twenty. Well, White tee jeans is like the the, th- the tom is the uniform. tom uniform, um, but yeah, I love white. But I just don't feel like I've got any tan. You do you always look tan though. Oh, well, I do you fake like, tan? Yeah, no, I don't in summer. You don't in the summer, but no, you do in the winter. I definitely do in the winter. I put it away in the summer because I'm like, do yeah, I don't need it, but actually I do need it. Because mm. I went on that... holiday recently, and all my friends fake tan before they go away. Like the day yeah. before. And they say it's to give them a base. But then surely... You're not going to see when the sun... base. When the sun catches you, you're not going to see it. I've never really understood that. Maybe it's just like a girl thing. I mean, I'd love a little... Tanning Isle of Paradise. Tanning drop, Isle of Paradise. Paradise. Yeah, Paradise. Of Paradise. But, but we could be. But we could be. Um, Jules. Jules, listen out. Listen out. You, you know, a few tanning drops in the moisturiser in winter sees you through. Yeah, I do like those drops, um, to be fair. But yeah, I think because, like, I don't know, we just haven't had the weather. No. I mean, it's disgusting, the weather. I can't believe it's... July. Oh, we recorded this in July. God knows when it's going to go out. I th- I'm thinking September time. <laughs> yeah, okay. So at this point, so we're we getting July. ready for winter. <laughs> It's, it wouldn't be an episode of Can We Talk without Dylan's high heels, really. Okay. You got the toy now? Great. He can't hear me. Okay. He's 13 and a half year old. Dashend. Oh. Everyone listening. That's why he can't hear his high and heels. He can't hear because he's selective hearing and deaf. Oh, God, he's so cute. He's like, he's quite raggedy, isn't he? He is. Well, he's old. Go on, take it to the bed and <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what we haven't done? We haven't said welcome to... Oh, yeah. Episode, oh, is it something? There's something or other. Oh, can we talk? What are we talking about today? Well, the very fact that I said I'm jaundiced leads on <laughs> to the fact that we are talking about parenting. What a weird link. <laughs> I think this is actually really symbolic of how crazy we're feeling. Dylan, your breath. <laughs> like I didn't say, Tom, your breath. <laughs> I'm fresh. Had a gum. Um, sorry, Dylan's breath is awful. Dylan, oh. So yeah, I mean, we are discussing parenting. We, we both adopted, mm. but obviously very conscious that a lot of, especially your followers, yeah, probably had biological children I'm guessing because yeah. a lot of them are women yeah I, I need to look at my stats I think like the majority of people following me are 
women. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was during that parent influencer time that yeah. I was coming up, and it was just all parents. And I think, yeah, probably the majority are biological. Yeah. So I think there's there's just so much to like cover, but obviously we know what we're talking about in our yeah. world. But then we've got loads of friends who have had... But do you know what as well? I think regardless of how you came about to be a family, yeah. I think the, the struggles, the trials and tribulations, the joy, all of the things that come with being a parent, I think... That's what we've all got in common. We've all got that in common. Yeah, you sure. know, you could have adopted your child and there will always be an added layer of things when it comes to adoption and, you know, what the child has experienced, what they're going to continue to go through. Um, on top, you know, that extra layer on top of what a biological parent won't have yeah. to go through. But the biological child and parent will have other things that the adopted family will. It's all so We all have issues unique. and yeah. lovely times, basically. And I think, you know, there are those sort of benchmarks aren't mm. there for kids that sort of help us uh, sort of benchmark against other children and what people are doing at certain times but the same goes for families I think yeah you can be a single mum a single dad a gay family uh, a heteronormative family and you will still have all the same struggles Things we're happen. all still throwing chicken nuggets in the oven at 5pm when they That's just so true. are going on about being starving and, well as you, you know, know you walked in today and we were on maybe the fourth or fifth iteration of lunch yeah I'm telling you, Bee's living my dream. <sighs> Is he? Four lunches. Mine? Jesus. But one in front of him and he chucks it around the room. The second one, he just didn't point blank said no. Yeah. And then the third was basically a plain rice cake that he attempted. Mm, maybe put some peanut butter on it. Yeah, Nick said that. And then yeah. I think at that point I was like, just have it and go to yeah. bed. <laughs> oh my God, it's, it's really hard. It is hard. And that's the thing actually we found. When you were making food or even if you're just like literally a sandwich or something really easy and they just throw it or don't eat it or don't oh want it oh my god it's so funny you said that so when we i don't know if this happened to you it's happened to a lot of my friends because i spoke to them about it when b first came here to live with us mm. he we were like we were like right we're going to cook amazing food for him yeah we're going to try and replicate some of the stuff the foster care was making they were algerian so he was very used to like spices and wow. lots of flavour. Yeah. So we were quite Amazing. conscious of that. Yeah. So we slaved over meals for him. Mm -hmm. And we like meal prepped. We wow. like stuff. Yeah, that's brilliant. And obviously you go to give it to him and he's not interested. He doesn't even look at it. Not he screams it. his head off because he oh doesn't, he doesn't want it. And you actually end up feeling just... A bit, of, a bit broken about yeah, it because absolutely. you've spent time doing it yeah. making this food and then literally not he doesn't yeah. just want it it's, he doesn't it's, want it it's really hard but I just remember my mum saying do you know what just don't bother cooking because yeah. you will feel terrible every time he doesn't eat it mm -hmm. and actually I took her advice and it made such a difference really because I did feel a bit like just less pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And also less, I don't know, like, you feel just a bit like it's a personal tap on your food. Yeah. Obviously they have a child, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But I think it's all the emotion that goes behind it. Yeah. Which is, I'm, go I'm going deep. It's fine. She really, I, I don't often take my mum's advice. Yeah. Not because she doesn't give good advice, because <laughs> I just want to, like, figure it out for myself. Yeah. 
But I just I did take that advice and actually it's worked wonders. Because now we just chuck like a pouch on and a bit of rice and yeah. it's fine. Like yeah. he literally loves it. I remember freaking out because I'm pretty sure there was a period of life where like Kai ate just berries and yogurts for quite a while. Yeah. And we're like, okay, this is really scary. Yeah. Let's get him to the doctor. And they were yeah. like, do you know what? Look at what he's eating in, in the space of a week, you know? Yeah. And that's that age old thing they tell you to look at what they're looking, not just in that day or that meal, look at what they're eating in the mm. week. And you know, he might have had a cracker here or there, he might have had a sandwich or a bit of cheese or a bit of ham. And, and he's he, fine. Do you know what? He's nine years he's old. Alive. He's alive. We somehow kept that's him thriving. alive, thriving, eating us out of house and home. Yeah, now. so the berries for a while were fine. They were fine. And if you're worried about just putting a bit of a pouch in a bowl or on a cracker, like, trust me, soon enough, you're going to be spending a fortune yeah, on, on snacks. <gasps> well, we basically, it's like having three men in the house. Yeah, of course. I'm it not is. even kidding. He probably, I, some days might eat more than me. Because well, a nine year old is literally in the prime of like growing. But like, like he's so tiny. He's literally yeah. tiny. I'm like, wow. No wonder he's waking up at four for a poo. Yeah, he's having all this food. He's having three courses every meal oh my good he just eats a lot I think food for me was like a major thing mm-hmm. going uh, I'm, you know we've spoken a lot about body image mm. and we've dedicated a whole episode to it yeah um, and for me having like body issues and diet problems like my whole life yeah I came into it knowing that food was going to be could have been it was a big thing for me and Nick actually because we just knew that we didn't want to like impart what we had gone yeah. through on him yeah and seeing him just eating whatever i when we first when he first came here i was just really worried about yeah. him not eating a lot mm. and it was like it's fine it's fine don't worry and i had like the guilt of giving him a pouch and i remember messaging my friend and saying is this is this like normal am i allowed to just give him a pouch yeah. like I, should i feel guilty yes no, I haven't cooked it. Oh my god! Um, and they were like, "What you just said?" Yeah. Oh my god! Get over it. He's like, eating. He's fine. Yeah. And he's eating. Dylan. Dylan's like ice skating now. Oh god, he's like. Don't need very needy today. today. Those times, again, another cliche, but like that. Because it goes so quick. It has gone from my life, and now we have whole new kind of. Things to worry about. Like four AM poos. Four AM poos. The tween phase is coming. Yes. Like that attitude. Social media. Social media. Everything. Friends. Laptop phones. All these things. Yeah, relationships, oh friendships. It's like it is really it's like an explosion. Crazy. Yeah. And it, like it's a big one. Yesterday, Kai told me literally. He was like, "Leave me alone. I don't like you anymore." <gasps> and this was just all for me for saying like, "You literally can't play on the laptop." Like, do you know what I mean? What did you do? I actually held it together. Did you? Yeah, but I think it's because, like, I don't know, I just feel in a pretty good place with That's that good. at the moment. I have not been before now, you know? Yeah. And you lose your shit and all sorts. But it's just, I mean, I'm saving for his therapy fund anyway, so, yeah. like, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be fine. Oh my god, I feel like we should give our kids, get, the, get their therapy fund sorted now. I agree. I think everyone should have Even with your best intentions, right? Yeah. There's going to be things that the child will look back on and think, oh, for fuck's sake, dad is such a dick. You know, hopefully not in a trauma sense, but, you know, they they will... Absolutely. You know. Everything rubs off on these kids as you bring them up. I think a big thing for me was, I remember friends around me had started having children. My best friend had had a child. And 
I sort of saw the way she was doing it and it was just so wonderful. And I was like, I really want to be peaceful. Yeah. I really looked into peaceful parenting and, you know, it wasn't like a, like a huge deep research thing. It was just more, I want to be a peaceful parent. I want to listen and be led by him. And we like totally are, yeah. st- were and still are. Um, but I lose my shit. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, right? I literally can lose my shit on the regular and it's because every single button is pushed, right? Yeah, oh my God. And I don't, I've talked about this a lot on Instagram, I don't feel really bad about it. I mean, some days I have and I felt guilty and I've had to write it down and talk it through with my husband and all that sort of thing because I felt like I was just really unfair or mm-hmm. I shouted too much. But one thing I learned in adoption training, and I wonder if you did too, was about the term repair the rupture, right? Which I love. I've never heard that saying. So... When I was young, and I think millennial, so my parents were boomers, and it could well be nuanced, it's very specific to individual families, but I feel that generation, my parents especially, did not apologise or say sorry. So, So, you know, you were shouted at, you were told off, you were sent to your room, you were grounded. You might have understood why, like, oh, okay, well, I was really naughty, I threw that stick or I did whatever. But, you know, for things that kids are just kids sometimes, right, and they're trying to... Dylan is loving this story. He's literally snoring on your lap. He just, no, he's moaning the fucking oh, toy. Oh, Dylan, I'm going deep here, babe. Yeah, Tony, just shut up and yeah. respect Tom's deepness, <laughs> right? But, you know, you didn't necessarily hear that growing up. Yeah. And sometimes kids are just kids. So yeah. they're doing things that they can't control. They're figuring everything out in their brain. So it's going to come out in crazy ways that we, as a rational grown-ups, can't, one, can't stand. Yeah. Two, don't understand. We don't remember what it was like to be four, five, six, seven, eight, right? So if I do lose my shit, I don't hate myself as much anymore or berate myself because I think Kai needs to know that not just his dad, but the world, people in the world and people he's going to come in contact with are capable of like a full range of emotions. Yeah. Um, and that's where like the peaceful approach didn't necessarily work for me. I'm peaceful in a sense, yeah. to a degree, but at the same time, I'm human and I will break sometimes. Yeah, completely. And it took me a long time to come around to that. So the repairing of the rupture is when I've had a really tough day. Kai was just being Kai. He yeah. really didn't do anything too bad, but I lost my shit. So. Yeah. Oh my God. At bedtime, it will always be an apology. You know, daddy's so sorry that I did this. Do you know why daddy did this? Mm. Because you did that and it made me feel a certain way and all age appropriate stuff. Yeah. But it's just for me so important that he knows that his dad is like capable of feeling all these feelings yeah, for sure. and it's okay to yeah and we can apologize and make up yeah. after i never i don't know about you but i never had that growing up i think we didn't have a lot growing up yeah. that we have now mm-hmm. um but yeah i agree and i i think the apology thing you're right it that was never a, a word in no. parents vocabulary it wasn't up. it wasn't you were told off sent to your room and i guess you just started the next day yeah and also, the, I think we're so much more considered now as parents. I know yeah. that I've only been a parent for a short amount of time, but obviously I've got a lot of friends who are parents. Yeah. And even I was chatting to one about what school she wants her son to go to, and it was a really considered approach. Yeah. And that wasn't, I'm not sure about but you, you know but with what? me, that was not the case. It, it wasn't. Was like, that school's the best that you got into, you're going. Yeah. My school was an all boys <coughs> school. It was frigging horrendous yeah. for a gay young kid who, and I was or overweight. Yeah. It was just the most awful thing. 
the only saving grace was that there was like fitties in the school and yeah. they were like my crushes. For sure. That's basically what worked for me today. Oh my God, totally. Like, it's really hard. Apart from that, it was... I think hard. I went to my school, which was a, an old boys school, just because my brother went there. Yeah. So it was easy. I had to drop you both off. And I, and I get that. I'm not blaming my parents at all for that. No. But I think now, society, everything has changed so much. So Imagine back then, and it goes to like the whole being gay thing, body issues, all of this stuff. Mental health issues, even, yes. were not discussed, right? Brilliant. So imagine having all these resources and knowledge we have now back yeah. then. It would have been um, it would have been game changing for us. But I guess that's just like a generational thing. It, it is. Just, it will change again. Yeah, but it's like, I think it's only going to get better. We asked Instagram, didn't we? Yes. We asked Instagram what they could tell. What did I ask? I said, "What is the one thing?" you would tell your pre-child self yes. now. Um, and it's the responses, the were, responses were, I think crazy. they were interesting. And I think there, there probably was one general theme that came out of it, which is do everything you want to do before, or yeah. like go on that trip or, you know, just get fit everything in before the child comes, which- There's some funny ones though. There are some funny You'll ones. You'll get fat, get to the gym. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> sort your shit out first. Yes. Exhaustion is real and never stops. Don't take time for don't take time for granted. Wasted lots of my time doing pointless activities, being lazy. But do you know what you? Ca- I don't feel like you can tell yourself that. No. Because at that time, <coughs> that was important for you. And again, really, like I guess to sound. if you have like a second or third child, you can yeah. prepare yourself for those kind of <clears throat> yeah. things. Whether you actually don't do the things that you did yeah. in the first one is another yeah. thing altogether, right? Yeah. Because I think you I just think it's attention. such a hard concept to grasp of someone who hasn't got a kid yeah. to tell them this is what's going to really happen. Like, people ask me all the time, like, you know, what happened? Were you ready? What changed? I'm literally like, your world's like this right now. Yeah. It literally does that. Yeah. So you can't prepare for that, I, yeah. I don't think. Like you can obviously get the nursery done, try and save as much money as you can, but it's like that mental, emotional shift. Yeah. And just the love, you experience the love like you've literally never had before. Yeah, totally. Everything changes. There's one here, lack of freedom over time in the early years, make the most of being spontaneous. We, I mean, before we adopted, Nick and I literally, I think at one point we were going to the theatre like four times a week. Wow. And we just knew that we, that, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So we just l- really did make the most that of it. That is lovely. And, and that's glad really, we did. Really that glad is we did. really good. And yeah. I think we got to a point where we'd we been on... We have zero savings now, but it's fine. Yeah, who cares? You, <laughs> you got to see a few shows. We had um, done like a few city breaks. You yeah. know, we're not huge travellers at all. So yeah. we'd done a few city breaks. Um, you know, we've got to the point where we're like, how many more brunches can we have can just have, us yeah. two? So like, and it just felt like it was that right time for mm-hmm. us, you know? There's a lot of people saying guilt. Mental load is real and the guilt comes instantly. Mm. The guilt, mum guilt, it's massive. Yeah. And it comes at different times. Yeah. Lots of guilt. I think that guilt, I've definitely experienced that. In what way? I think it was more like the drop-offs when you've had like really bad experiences and you just leave them at school, that sort of thing. And deep, deep down, you know, you're probably doing the right thing. And Mm. actually I can, for my situation, yeah, we definitely did the right thing. You know, just literally having him peeled off you screaming and crying and you walk away feeling like you are the worst human being in the world. Because you just leave them. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons I'm glad that we're talking about this today Mm. is because we're actually giving this from a 
dad's perspective. Yeah. Which I don't think is necessarily heard as loud or as often yeah. as a mum, you know? Totally. And both are totally valid. But I just don't think an Instagram has absolutely given dads the voice and it's there. But, you know, to feel that guilt as a dad was really hard. Yeah. Like, dropping him off and him literally having to be peeled off you is like... You walk away, and I've been, I've been in the car so many times, and I shut that door and bawl my eyes out. Um, and like I say, like everything, that was years ago, now we're on to the next thing. And you, yeah. move, you move on, you move and, on. and I think you tend to it forget. Evolves. This skin that you must build, this thick new skin you must build after every thing, is just, it's just crazy, it's really, just, isn't it? Yeah. There's one here that I liked, getting ready to feel... 56,743 different emotions every, every day, day that feel the love at some point. Yeah. That's cute. It's really true. And it's so fucking true. It's really true. <laughs> it's really true. There was one that um, you never stop worrying. I mean, yeah. You never stop worrying. It's, it's, you know, and it, I think it's like all of a sudden you've yeah. gone from, if you're in a relationship or even if you're single, you've gone from just thinking about yourself. If you're in a relationship, you've gone from just being really selfish, thinking of your, each other, right? There is another human and that, just saying that sounds so easy, but it's yeah. actually another human being that will need and rely on you. Mm. It's just something you can't prepare for. Right. So you're like, oh my goodness, all that time I dedicated to me has gone. Gone. It goes. Um, but oh my God, if people are listening to this with young kids and you, Simon, like, oh my God, you really do start to claw it back. It's, mm. it's actually, and it's not, a, it's not an instant thing. Yeah. So the reason it doesn't feel maybe so magnificent and like an impactful moment to me is because it's been really gradual over the years yeah as they get that little bit older you start to be able to have a bit more freedom you start you know their milestones mean that you can actually leave them for a bit longer or you can go out and do things on your own and we're at a point now where we feel like we as a as a couple are actually rediscovering ourselves and it's just so wonderful because we were in the thick of being dads for a really long time yeah and not just dads just Everything that comes with being a dad, the life, the financial, the the schooling, all of this stuff, and you know, I think you've got to figure that stuff out. You've got to figure that stuff out, and it does. And then the freedom will come. All journeys are different with adoption, Mm. Um, and there is people who have waited longer than us. Yeah. But it 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 really does set you up. Mm -hmm. Like the two and a half years, yeah, really did set us up and prepare us. To become parents, yeah. obviously nothing prepares you for when the child actually is in your house. Mm. I remember with the first day, placement day when he was here, we literally just sat and stared at him yeah. for like a good yeah. half an hour. We were like, do you remember what like the those hell you, like we had the same yeah when when Kai came home just for like a few hours yeah. and we had to take him back to the foster carers. It was like you were role you were like cosplaying being a dad. Oh my god! And it was just like. Oh, he's in his high chair that we bought yeah. him. Ah, everything, his, I mean, everything is amazing. Yeah. Everything's great. Yeah. Everything feels like a milestone. Oh, Every second is a milestone. It was the best. I've got, I remember, like, clear as day, the pictures I took of him in that high chair when he was only yeah. home for a couple of hours and the meal and the spoon we gave him. An oh. I remember everything. And I was like, I cannot wait until you are home forever. Yeah. It it's was so just, lovely. It was just, I, I mean, you're, oh my God, you're in it. And I just feel what you're in. I'm in. It was, We're in. I'm telling you now, and I know you feel the same, it was the best time of my life. Yeah, I mean, he it is just incredible seeing them coming up with a new word one yeah. day or doing something different that's never done. Yeah. It's just magical watching them. Yeah. I've got to say, though, the house, No, I don't think anyone really prepares you mm. or even mentions to you that the house, your house will never be your own again. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. I'm quite like house proud. Your house is amazing. Nick, I mean, I do quite a lot of the stuff around the house. Yeah. But that obviously with kids come a lot of stuff. Yeah. And there's just his stuff is everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Literally every surface has something of bees. Yeah. Like stuff lying around. Like I can see in front of me two packs of wipes. Two wipes. We've got the little like some, flask over there. And disgusting Do you toy know what? that opens. It's so, got his fingerprints all over it. I remember living there. <clears throat> I lived How did that. You and yeah, no, it, it's really hard. And you know, for me it was very much I was like a tidier upper as yeah. I went along and that started pissing me off. So I was like, he's just gonna throw it yeah, out again. So it just became end, end of day stuff. But and oh my god, this resemble something out of like secret hoarders where yeah. there's just stuff literally everywhere yeah. but do you know what it could just be my child but this is it's all moved to his room now and he right. is older okay. right so his room I don't even want to go in there is it just disgusting I don't want to go in there it feels like we are truly like stepping into this teen territory but I don't want to go in there because he just literally moves stuff around Really? He's moved the chest of drawers over there oh, I, do you know what I remember doing this when I was a child well I'm just going to let him do it because my real attitude is you know it's your room it's don't your don't like you know disrespect it and paint all over and draw and pull up carpets and stuff but be safe and just have fun with your room because yeah. i was not allowed to do anything in my room i was allowed really? to put posters up but that was yeah. about it i remember moving furniture around a lot in my room when i was older like rearranging furniture oh, i could my, i had no i had the box room you could not move shit in my room you do feel like it's completely taken over yeah I feel like I'm coming from such a wisdomous parenting place because I've gotten older. Love that made that because he's older now, I feel like I can pass this wisdom to yeah, you a little you bit. Can. Because it, honestly, it will it will go. I remember sitting in my living room, never wishing the time away, but like, when am I going to get rid of toys? Like, when am I going to get rid of toys? Because it was it's a lot, right? The other day, my nephew came round, and it will happen before you even know it. The other yeah. day, my nephew came round. He's four, and he was in the garden with Kai, and he literally sort of like huffed it. <sighs> What can we do? There's nothing to play with. Oh, and it hit me. We've moved on from toys. Yeah, you haven't got toys. It's and I was like, now. it just, it slowly changes. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And I looked, I was like, we, we don't really oh have many God. toys. They, he's got he's got his little area downstairs, which has got his school stuff, his pens, his pencils. He's got baskets with crap in. Yeah. But like, kids' toys. Yeah. You know? And it hit me and I was like I'm there there was me years ago thinking when am I going to get rid of toys and we're here and gradually it's just disappeared and it's happened and, oh. but you know how people say like oh my god the last time you pick your kid up you won't know it's the last time mm. it, that's the same with the toys it's like I just don't remember them going they're yeah, just gone they're now they're just gone what I want to talk about whilst we're talking about parenting is like generational and I don't want to say it because it sounds so dramatic but like generational trauma because mm-hmm. it's a topic onto itself yeah it really is but do you or did you have any experiences maybe positive though maybe yeah. may not be trauma it may be really positive where you wanted to make sure you you sort of changed or cut that cycle yeah. for you becoming a dad yeah um, I think probably the main one for me was food Mm. and diets mm. and I never wanted to have a child and for them to see me always on a diet or mm. me always talking about where's the low fat yeah whatever it is yeah because I remember that so well throughout my whole childhood yeah not that I have a problem with it because obviously 
each their own. My mum wants to do what she wants to do. Yeah. I just knew that I didn't want to do that mm. because I, I'm 40 and I'm still left with yes. thinking those things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably the main one for me. Mm. I don't, to be honest, my, I had a lovely childhood. Like yeah. I didn't really have much trauma. Mm. I think for me, it was really the, the weight and the food thing. Mm. Um, because again, going back to what we were saying before, back then, like 30 years ago, we didn't know how to like cope with those yes. things. Our parents didn't have the no. resources, the help. The it was support. like go to a dietitian and I put you on a food plan. Yeah. And that was the long short of it. Yeah. So really now there's just like so much yeah. and there's lots of, talk, you know, there's just a lot mm. of resource that you can tap into. Absolutely. And I feel like that would come if we needed it to. Yeah. That, but that never came yeah. when we were younger. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's, the main thing, yeah, really. I like that. You? Um, like you, I had a great childhood. Mm. I feel like it was it was wonderful. Um, I'm sure there's things that my parents did that have left me, uh, you know, thinking of doing things in a different way. But yeah. for me, it more, I think, has actually come from myself, um, is my language around inclusivity. Mm. Because I was the, the, evidently, I thought I was evidently I was evidently gay as a child, you know, I was literally putting on my mum's clothes, yeah. doing fashion shows for my, da- my, my dad and my brother who were like cheering me on, loving life, and doing Kylie Minogue on stars in their eyes. Nothing's changed. Babes. Nothing has changed. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still dressing as Kylie <laughs> yeah. and, you know, doing stars in their eyes. And, you know, that was, I had a great upbringing. Yeah. But I think... You know, I have a real vivid memory of like always being asked, oh, is that your girlfriend? Is that your girlfriend? And it's just, it's really small. It's a language thing. Yeah. But with Kai, there's no gay agenda. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, oh, but you might have a boyfriend, Kai. It's not yeah. that. It's just very much like, you know what, someone. Yeah. You don't say boy or girl. Well, what if someone, do you fancy anyone? Yeah. Or it's more like when he it's was... It's an he, open conversation. He was making himself cute for the disco. Oh, he was gelling his hair that. and all sorts. And I was like... And I was like, brush your teeth. And he was like, no, no, like, brush your teeth. It's not going to be kissing anyone if you don't want, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to say no girls are going to want to kiss you. Yeah. I want to say you no one's going to want to kiss you. Yeah. yeah. Because he, chances Who are, knows? chances are, you know, statistically, he may well be straight. I mean, you yeah. know, but it's just having that openness. Really funny though. Oh, slightly off topic, I suppose. But like I said to him the other day, I was like, I can't believe he's nine. And I've never had the conversation about what being gay means. But I think it's, it's, it's mm. uh, he's, whether gay parents or, or actually straight parents have had the conversation pre that, I'm sure you can at mm. five, six, seven, age appropriate. Mm. I don't think Kai's actually ever been ready to like, fully understand it with his needs and whatnot. But I said to him the other day, I was talking, I said, do you know what gay means? And he's like, game? I said, no, 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 gay. Do you know what, do you know what gay is? And, the, the, you know, and I showed him, you know this flag you were waving around the rainbow yeah. of the pride? I was trying to give him like, a little bit of a backstory. And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And your, your dad, that's, you, me and your daddy, we're classed as gay because it's, you know, when a man loves another man. And he was like, okay, cool, what game are we playing? <laughs> and I was like, he just wanted the game. Okay. We're good. Yeah. We've, we've done that we're bit. Done. You'll, yeah, we'll wait till you're a bit older to like, you maybe talk about the history. 
we were at a soft play yesterday and a kid came up behind me. I was scared to go down the slide. Yeah. Like me, a grown ass man, literally the top, like, Kai, this is really high and almost vertical. He's like, come on, Daddy. I was in a soft play the other day, I can't. The hell. Why? And why? They're just. That's a whole nother I, I was, this podcast was, episode. The, we need to do another episode based they on. They are cesspits of hell. This was a new one, so it didn't feel, it didn't feel German tested. Cesspit. But it was still a bit too much. And this kid came up behind me and tried to push me down. And I was like, no, 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 oh no, don't push me. And the kid oh, just made, like, oh, well, I was like, get the fuck oh, no, off me. <laughs> <laughs> and then this boy was like, oh, fuck you, I'm going down. So he went down, and when he got down, Kai went, don't you push my dad out. Oh, and I was like, do you know what? I want you to carry that energy oh, when that. someone at school says, oh my God, you've got gay dads, or that's gay. Yeah. You can be like, what do you mean that's gay? Yeah. Talk to me. What? What? Do you, and I really want to... I love that. Get that energy in I love him. those moments. Me too. That's great. Oh, don't push my dad out. It's so cute. There's so much we can talk there about so when it comes to parenting. I think one thing, I think a lot of the responses of people saying like, oh, I would have done this, I would have done that, tell yeah. yourself this. Or, yeah. or I think one of the people people was really honest and don't do it oh my god just don't do it you don't understand the pressure and the pain and this is i really want to touch on the fact that parenting like everything is so unique to that person's experience and i don't everyone's different the child is different the parent is different we're all experiences different everything is different and where we can say oh they have trouble eating yours with bees will be so different to my experience with kai's trouble eating they're just that's that's the thing and i think we have to and I think we are as a society and, and good, decent people understand that and, you know, accept that people's experiences are different. And I think just show that little bit of kindness to people. Just very quickly, you've never wanted more than one, have you? I think back in the day, we thought we might. Yeah. Um, and the honest, so there's two points to that. The honest reason was actually we just enjoyed Kai so much. Mm. We felt like we might... Uh, have left it too long mm. there's no right or wrong with the gap yeah. it's your personal preference for me looking back now if I could have done it would I have adopted two no okay would I have tried to go straight away after again yes so I think if I could have biological children yeah I would have been one of those women that gets pregnant straight away again but then sorry you so if you waited like a year after Kai would you have had one a second one so no 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 we because we was so sort of caught up in it all, I forgot, but I'm saying if I now look back and did want to, I would do it consecutively. Um, And I think the other reason why, I think when he got to like five, six maybe, his needs started showing a bit more and we just thought, this is us, we're good, we need to just focus on him. What about you? I mean, we, I think we've both been very clear that we wanted more than one. And when I say more than one, I mean two, Two. because I could not even think about having three. And for me, I wanted him or whoever, whatever child we had, mm. just to have someone that they could always rely on and always yeah. talk to and have that bond yeah. that I've had, <laughs> you've got. Yeah. Um, but the other thing was, my dad isn't, my dad's an only child. Mm. And I just remember when my, when his mum, my grandma was really ill and dying Obviously, everyone was around him and the family around him, mm. but it was like really up to him, mm. and he felt very. Um, he just felt responsible, like he, yeah, and he had to be there like every second of every day, yeah. and blah blah blah. And I think it was just hard, and I saw it, yeah. and I was like, I don't really want that for a child. Mm. I think I want them. I don't want an. You want child. them to be able to share it. Yeah. Do you know what I think? 
for me, that isn't like a reason enough to have another child. No, I agree. But no, no, I mean, it might be for you, but for, no, me, it's not. for me, it's not because part of me is like, that is a tragic moment, but yeah. it's one moment in no, time, in, in 50 years time for yeah. me, it will be. Whereas you have a whole life of that and some, you know, God, you double it. Like, geez. I just think I want two. Two's and great. I think I want a girl next. <laughs> I see you with a girl. I want a boy and a girl. Lovely. Yeah. You're going to call her Cher? I would love to call her Cher. Cher, think... Dolly, Glazel. Oh <laughs> my God. That was parenting. We did it. We did it. We talked about parenting. As always. Yes. Please like and subscribe and share and review. Do it all. Do it all. Um, We really, really appreciate you listening today. If you wanted to follow us on Instagram, Tom, you are... Unlikely Dad. And I am the very Simon G. We are on all social platforms. (laughs) As much as we don't want to be. Including (laughs) OnlyFans. Very much (laughs) OnlyFans. Simon got me into it. But do let us know what you think and let us know what you want us to talk about next and and just your general thoughts. It really will help us and help the podcast get out there. So thank you. Thank you, guys. See you later. Bye.